Um, I'm Alexa. And I'm Cadence. And we are Something, Something Sinister, Sinister Podcast. Podcast. We are official. Guys, we're, we're just going to start this off talking yeah. about the most important thing. And that's right. what's in front of our faces right now. And on our ears. In our ears. Do you see And this? in your hearts. <laughs> Always we in your heart. actually have a special announcement today. Ooh. We are no longer a true crime comedy podcast. <laughs> We're going to bring you nothing but the facts, the seriousness, the hard-hitting stories. With our first topic, should you ever eat cereal without milk? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. I mean, if you are eating cereal without milk, you are legit a cereal killer. Killer. Cereal killer. And that's it. Thanks for our new podcast name yeah. is Cereal Talk. <laughs> It's a dual meaning <laughs> podcast where we talk about our favorite sugary <laughs> breakfast food and also murder. You know, fun fact, I am not really a fan of cereal. Really? Yeah. Like, do you ever see cereal at my house? I never eat cereal ever. I, I don't keep cereal in my house, but I there's only two kinds of cereal that I will eat. What kind? Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Okay. Or, um, actually, sorry, there's three. <laughs> She's so, like, oh, I can't, I can't just say number two. I no. have to say number three. Peanut well. butter Captain Crunch through and through is number one. But okay. then the second is frosted mini wheats or um, um, raisin bran crunch. Okay. I like raisin bran crunch. I can agree okay. with you on that. You can but, stay on the podcast then. But I'm not a cereal person. Like, I'm just yeah. not. I'm not, like... When I start thinking about the calories in cereal, I'm immediately Oh, my God. It's off. all sugar and carbs. Yeah. Like, why do you think we would eat it in the morning as a kid and then get to school and you're, like, Crash. crashing? Or even on the bus. Like, if you rode the bus, you're, like, crashing on the bus. Cadence didn't ride the bus. I didn't ride the bus. Yeah. She was a special little privileged yeah. child. That's me. So, yeah. She doesn't know what it what it means to uh, ride the bus in the morning. Actually, but. I think I just had huge anxiety. The few times that I did ride the bus, I would always miss my stop and I could never oh speak God. up and tell them like, yeah. oh, you missed my stop. So one time I rode the bus back to school. <laughs> You're like the kid in the back of the bus, like hiding. They're in like, the seat. where You're do like, you live? Yeah. Like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'll just get off of the bus whenever, whenever you get here to the school. Or like one time I missed my stop. I don't know how I, the, I lived in a town of 50 people, but I missed yeah. my stop. And so I just got off in the next one and had to walk like a mile home. Cadence. Sorry. What is wrong with you? Childhood trauma. Yeah, you're a psycho. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, we learned a lot at the podcast movement. We're not going to bore you with everything. You've obviously seen our social media for those of you that follow us on social yeah. media. But and we looked hot as shit. We did. Like, we were best dressed of podcast movement 22. Yes. 100% If best anything, dressed. we went for the outfits and we <clears throat> delivered. Outfits and the alcohol. Yeah, so. we also did a lot of that. <laughs> we delivered. Jesus Christ, it was like a four-day bender, <laughs> but with work. Oh, yeah. And that's probably what made us sick. We both got sick with a sinus infection on the same damn day. And uh, yeah. we sound a little nasally. I think I'm worse than you are. Yeah. But at this point, yeah. Hey, we're on antibiotics. We are good to go. And good we're go. drinking. And we're drinking On wine. antibiotics. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Anyway, in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, I think that's a myth. Sorry, we'll get past this shooting the shit. We don't normally go this long, but no, we don't. Um, I actually read that it's 
and oh god please don't take medical advice from me yeah, like please, please disregard everything Google I'm about everything to say. everything but obviously like with the podcasts and social drinking if you go on antibiotics i like googled can you drink on these and it's like if anything it's just going to like heighten the effects of the antibiotics and so you're like, like wouldn't you want that right so see mine whenever I googled it I, it was like yeah you can drink but in moderation like it's not gonna did not you have to work. google the definition of moderation because <laughs> <laughs> no I did not have to google the definition of moderation but anyway so let me ask you this <clears throat> how does it feel hearing yourself I think it feels fucking awesome yeah I feel like I have a silky smooth voice. Yeah, we sound <laughs> great. Anyway, all right, let's get to the to the story. Meat and so, potatoes. Yeah, meat and potatoes. So our something spiked is Mixtrack 2020 Rose Wine. Um, so this is by one of the brands that we like, Scout and Cellar. It's a great rose, I would say. Oh, it's pretty it's good. It's a butterfly made out of a like a cello and pianos. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cute. So Scout and Cellar wine, you can buy it online. Um they like don't add any like additives, like no added sugar or anything it's like that. It's not like cereal. So, yeah, exactly. The opposite of cereal. So wake up and drink a glass of this. <laughs> don't eat your frosted flakes. Or okay? better idea, pour it on your frosted flakes. <laughs> and have a real good time in the morning. <laughs> oh god all okay. right so um before we get into the drinking word um let's do the disclaimer okay hit me our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes all information discussed was found on the internet keep in mind we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences viewer and listener discretion is advised boom guys we are kicking on virgo season virgo kicking gonna get it a off right and we are talking about Ed Gein today. Oh, shit. Wait, who's that? I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, I need a new co-host. Totally Because kidding. this girl doesn't know what the hell is going on. So, I mean, that's true, too. But So we're talking about Ed Gein. So drinking word. What do you think? I don't know. There, uh, I, hmm. Because there's trigger words that you can definitely use, but I still want yeah. it to, like, what, like, main words. I don't want to pick like a like a trigger word and then it be um, like only used like three times. What about like anytime we say a body part? Okay, I was gonna say skin, but then I'm like, well, but there's so many other. Let's yeah. do the body part thing. The again. body part that thing. was fun. Okay, so anytime you hear us say a body part, take a freaking skin, drink. head, penis. <laughs> I don't think we will be saying penis. But well, we just said it twice. So yeah, there's two so drinks. I guess. Oh gosh. All right. All right. Also with these mics, this is gonna be a borderline ASMR podcast now. Pretty much. You can hear lots of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, okay, let's right. do this. So we are talking about again Ed Gein. Edward Theodore Gein, born August twenty seventh, um, nineteen oh six. He was a serial killer and a butcher of potentially ten plus victims. He was also known as Leatherface, Butcher of Plainfield, or the Plainfield Ghoul. Movies that were written about him, obviously, that a lot of us have probably seen, mm. except Cadence. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have seen it. Psycho. 
the original no. Psycho. <clears throat> nope. Silence of the Lambs. I mean, yes. I guess like all of the Psycho and American Psycho are written off of him. Silence of the Lambs. Yes, I've seen it. The show Bates Motel. Mm, maybe. And there were many more. I'm not going to name them all because basically, like, if you think about, like, Saw and all of that, like, yeah. there are so many horror movies that were written off of Ed Gein. Right. He is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, um, he's obviously a Virgo, was a Virgo. So, talking a little bit about Virgos, they are loyal, they are sensitive, they're patient, they're creative, but they tend to be very critical of themselves. They're overthinkers and single-minded. Hmm. They live for patterns and routine, but can act on impulse. This act on impulse, though, will tend to be perfection. So unlike probably like you or me, like being like scatterbrained and acting on impulse and me. being stressed the fuck out. Scatterbrained? No, not at all. <laughs> I need one of those headphone things. Um <laughs> Oh, you mean a splitter? Yeah, yeah, I need one of those. Um, Virgos tend to be, like, perfect when they act on impulse. But they're also single-minded. They're very single-minded. Interesting. Virgos, you guys are going to be interesting. They are. They live for patterns and routine. Um, They work very, very hard on themselves if anything is less than perfection. So, again, like... Even if it's on impulse, they want to be perfect. This can often lead to obsession of wanting and needing to be perfect in all ways, but especially whenever it comes to their prized possessions or their work. Yikes. So keep that in mind in this story whenever we talk about Egg Gein, because it, it's so true. It's so true. Ooh. And then one last thing or two last things uh, about them. Uh, Virgos tend to work better alone. Um, and because of this, it makes it hard for others to like them or for them to make friends. Um, they also tend to be very resentful of others, and that's why they isolate themselves. So you can tell they're not really friendly, outgoing people. They're more of like introverts. Yeah. So keep that in mind, you know, whenever we talk about egging. I'm scared. Okay. Are you? Well, just knowing everything you said, <clears throat> it's going to perfectly tie into his story. Oh, 100%. So. 100%. Like, this is, Egg Gein developed the Virgo trait. No, just he kidding. He coined, actually, the Virgo season. <laughs> there weren't Vir- Virgos until Ed Gein was until born. Until Ed Gein. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to make him a Virgo. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're just going to give him all the traits of this specific serial killer. Pretty much. Pretty much. <gasps> so he was born in a small field, or a small field. <laughs> <laughs> in a small city named Plainfield, Wisconsin. They went, they went from door to door. Is the inn open? <laughs> oh, and then God. the Bible was written. <laughs> We're telling you a lot of history, okay? Uh, he was born in Plainfield, Wisconsin to August and George Gein. They owned a 275-acre farm, so definitely not a small field. Okay, yeah. the opposite of what I he just said. He was actually said. born in a large field. Okay, Large, large field. So 275-acre farm. On this farm, you know, obviously they had cattle, they had pigs, they had chicken, they had literally so much stuff. They had cornfields. Um, they also had a slaughterhouse. Mm, yummy. Yeah. 
So his dad was an alcoholic. Mom was uh, verbally abusive and very, very controlling of the entire family, um, but particularly had a weird control over Ed. Um, Ed had an older brother named Henry. Uh, Him and Henry were somewhat close at a young age, but that kind of dissipated as they got older. Um, It's also said that Ed had an obsession with his mother, like somewhat of a sexual obsession. But we're going to talk about the sexual side here in a minute. How do you feel about mama's boys? Um, I think you should be warned by mama's boys. (laughs) (laughs) Red flag. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of serial killers are mama's boys. And yeah, maybe oh, is that where the some sti- of like what are. came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Like, are we saying mama's boys are a red flag right. because there's a lot of serial killers that were mama's boys? You know, or I'm here for the psychology, folks. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's um, a happy medium with it being a positive thing to have a great relationship with your mother because right. obviously you want like your boyfriend or husband or whatever to have a good relationship with their mom or mo- mom figure of some sort. Um, but you don't want it to be like an end all be all type thing. You sexual. know what I mean? Well, definitely not an <laughs> obsession and a sexual like, obsession. Hug your mom. by Don't fuck her. Goodbye. Yeah. You know? don't, yeah. Don't do that. Cause then we got a problem. <laughs> Off to a great start here. Oh, great. I know. So, uh, mom, hated her husband absolutely hated him and often prayed in front of the boys of his death so at dinner time it's said that they would be praying you know for health for wealth but she would also say and fuck him fuck george i want him to die of alcoholism because he was an alcoholic that was in the literal prayer yes from what i read now i don't know if it's true but she was an evil bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you, God, for our food. Bless us every night. And please kill Bob. <laughs> Seriously, though. Wow. Seriously. So, you know, mom was weird. Like, in a, she was, like, evil, but she was very, very religious. Very religious. Which, Okay. Yeah, extremed and like extreme religious beliefs and taught her sons that women were the devil and women caused diseases and to never even like think about anything sexual with women because you will get diseases and die. Like this reminds me, I know you hate Adam Sandler, but like I thought you were going to say this reminds (laughs) me of you and I was about to get highly offended. Oh my gosh. No, that is weird. But seriously, like it's just it's it's a crazy the water boy. Have you ever seen the water boy with Adam Sandler? Okay, you know when he's like my mom, my mom, my mom said girls are the devil. Yes. Like that's what that reminds me of. Right. So Like, seriously, she said that women are the devil. They cause diseases. If you have sex, you're going straight to hell and you're going to get like infamous diseases and die. Wow. Yeah. So how did she I'm, I'm like, but she's a woman. So yeah. what she's is a woman and she has herself? sex because she has two sons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Hypocrite. So mom's fucked up. Got it. Yeah. Hypocrite. So it's said that because of this, Ed would only go to school and work and he would never even consider dating it was very hard for him to even like consider having friends as well 
um, just because he was so scared to have any sort of social type relationship with anybody because mom would instantly shame him. I mean, fair. Yeah, you better like watch out for those girls. Watch out for those hoes because they're carrying herpes. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> and herpes will definitely kill you. <laughs> Follow us for more medical advice. <laughs> we told you we're changing this podcast. Okay, um, so mom completely isolated him from the world uh, and from reality and made him hate women. At the end of the day, um, he was a very shy kid. Some say that he was strange. Um, and that he would laugh at his own jokes. I mean, relatable. Yeah, we kind of do that. Yeah. So. I was once told that I'm not funny. The only person <laughs> who thinks that I am funny is myself. And I said, fair. So, you know, back to like him laughing at his own jokes. I mean, think about it. You're in class and a kid just like makes a joke out of nowhere, but it's not funny. And he's like the only one laughing. I can so relate to that. <laughs> I know you probably can. But like but that's for sad. somebody also, yeah, it's sad. For somebody also that like didn't have friends and that wasn't social, that didn't really talk to anybody, it's like he was looking for that attention, but only at certain times. So like the psychological aspect of the story is just fascinating to me. Yeah. I man. I, I, I never want to sympathize <clears throat> with the serial killer, but I as love a that. Child, I, yeah, as a I child. like when we dive into the childhood stuff because it right. does kind of set it. It makes you wonder, like what yeah. what creates a serial killer. But that's for our serious podcast, serial. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And spelled like serial, like C E R, not S E R. Yeah. Anyway, um, so again, like mom didn't want him to have any friends. She didn't want him to have any connections whatsoever, except for her. Um, anytime he would talk about a potential friend, he would get in trouble, like beatings from mom, even like just like switches. normal boyfriends, like normal boyfriends. Oh. She's like, nope, no friends, none of that. You are only to go to school, come home and to work on the farm. So, um, that kind of tells you his childhood. And that's why I think he became obsessed with his mom because his mom was his only friend that he could have. If you think about it, literally 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 <clears throat> right so when ed was seven years old um he decided one day that he was gonna go to the slaughterhouse well the slaughterhouse on the farm was forbidden mom and dad said to both henry and ed like hey you are not allowed to go to the slaughterhouse because we don't want you to see what we are doing to <clears throat> to these animals so one day he got curious. He's seven years old. He's a kid. I'm like, he's like, I'm going to go to the slaughterhouse and see uh, what's going on. Well, when he arrived, he saw mom and dad mutilating a pig covered in blood. The pig was obviously like hanging and they were, you know, butchering it. They were covered in blood and he got excited. And this was the first time that he masturbated to something very, very horrific. So we are talking about penises. Well. <laughs> um, that's <clears throat> fucked up. But they were just very like normal up. slaughtering it, right? Like, yeah, I know, like I know the slaughtering process, especially with a pig, is like very brutal. Yes. But normal. But it was normal. They weren't just like having fun, like going to town. No. Okay. No, like normal. Did he do the deal like right there? Like right then and there? Like, I don't know. I didn't say okay. like he did it we right there. I don't need but to know that detail. I don't think like mom or dad saw. Um, it, it did say that mom or dad saw him like peek in. 
but then like he ran away. Oh my god! So yeah, Ooh, so not good. Poor kid was uh, doomed from the start. Um, so this was when he realized that he got a little excited down there about bad things. So whenever he was ten years old. Um, mom did catch him masturbating and uh, she poured hot water down there on him Aww. and told him that sex is the devil. That's sad. It is sad. Mm, and it probably like, well, one, it was obviously painful, but. Right. Oh, I know. Sad. So the poor kid, like he was kind of doomed from the start, unfortunately. Yeah. So in 1940, um, you know, he he's now 36 years old. Um, Dad died of heart failure due to being an alcoholic. Um, So Ed decided to take place of dad and work a lot of jobs. Um, He would do anything from being a handyman uh, to working on the farm to working on other people's farms. And he was also a babysitter. Shut up. Yeah. A babysitter. Like no, neighborhood no, no. babysitter. And apparently, I mean, he was good with kids. From what I've read, he was a great babysitter. He was like funny. He was fun. Nothing ever like weird happened with him being a babysitter. I'm surprised mom let him do that. Well, mom needed money. And so I'm sure she hmm. was like, whatever you can do to provide for the household, I guess. Yikes. So four years later, May 16th, 1944, um, Henry and Ed were working on the farm. They were burning brush, and the fire kind of got out of control. Uh, The fire department came to put the fire out. Henry and Ed got separated to help the fire department put the fire out. Um, And Ed ended up noticing, he's like, whoa, Henry's missing. Like, where, where is he at? And so after looking for him, he decided to report his brother missing. Like to the police? To the police. Okay. So when the police arrived, Ed led them straight to his body. Oh, shit. Yep. His body was found face down with bruises all over his face. That's okay. How old is he at this point? Um, 38. Okay. Yeah, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was a stupid move. It was. I mean, great, great for obviously awareness now, but right. I don't know where he is. I'm going to report, basically, tell on myself, and then and lead then you straight go to the body. Looking for Henry, and I'm going to lead you straight to his body. And oh, he's face down, and his face is like covered in bruises. Mm. So uh, the police did rule Henry's death as an accident. And stated that he had died from asphy- uh, I can't talk asphyxiation. Asfi- <laughs> nope, try again. Asphyxiation. Gosh, <gasps> um, because he inhaled too much smoke, and they had even stated like maybe he like tripped and fell, like he was unconscious from all of the smoke, and so that's how he got the bruises on his face. However, it's rumored that this was Ed's first kill. <clears throat> um. Yeah, that should have been looked into. Should have been looked into. 100%. He fell a couple times and really <laughs> fucked his face up. Yeah. He and had- then, <laughs> no. I know, I know. And there was never an autopsy done on his body, so or on him, period, to actually determine 
the death, but they just ruled it as an accident because of the fire. Hmm. Someone just didn't want to look into it. 100%. Creepy family, creepy 100%. kids, you know, white trash, farmers, whatever, yeah. whatever their mindset was. Someone right. just didn't want to do the paperwork. No, they didn't want to do the paperwork. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we're talking back in the 40s. So you don't have like fingerprints, you know, you don't have all of that like DNA testing or anything like that. Right. So it's kind of hard. And at the end of the day, like the family was well known. They had a 275 acre farm and, you know, they had a slaughterhouse. They would provide like meat and stuff yeah, to the true. city. And so, yeah. yeah, they they probably just didn't even question it. They're like, oh, OK, well, if they say this is what happened, then this is what happened. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Now, if you think about it, Ed and his mom, Augusta, are alone. It's just them two oh, left. Oh, no. This is going to get gross. <laughs> no. Oh, not. sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Remember about fucking your mother? Yeah, you don't do that. Okay. This is a start to a really bad porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, not too long after Henry had died, uh, Augusta had her first stroke. Um, so that ended up leaving her paralyzed. So Ed had to kind of like, not only was he taking over like the household, you know, working all these jobs, but now he's having to take care of his mom. Mm. So she had a lot of health problems, obviously because of this. And if, if you think about someone who's paralyzed now, I mean, they can have a decent quality of life because of our medical system, right? And because of the medicine and stuff like that. But back in the forties, I mean, think about it. Like, they don't have the technology that we have today. They don't have the medication that we have today. And so um, she was left in a very, very bad condition and ended up dying shortly after because she had a second stroke. So December 29th, 1945, she died. Gotcha. So he, but up up to this point, I know she's messed up Mm -hmm. and it's controlling his life, but do they have a good relationship like does he like his mom or does he feel like so from what i read he did not like his mother but he was obsessed with his mother because his mother was the only one that he could talk to so it was a it was a weird dynamic it was like like, munchausen's almost like it's like okay you're the only one that i have i love you you're my mother like you're my best friend but i hate you at the same time because he doesn't know because of you i don't yeah i don't know anything else but you hmm okay Interesting. Yeah. So this was probably both tragic and a relief that she died. Right. Okay. But this is when also he starts becoming obsessive, absolutely obsessive with cannibalism and Nazism. Like he is getting all types of books and whatever he can get to, like newspaper articles of anything regarding like cannibalism or Nazism studying and becoming so obsessive over this so i wonder what like triggered the cannibal part i don't know like your mom died like you know you part of grief like you might become obsessive you're scared of losing people you you find an addiction to something like obviously some very tragic things can come from right death but the first thing you're like is hey I want to eat someone. Yeah, I'm going to learn about cannibalism. Like, is it okay or even if like, I eat someone? Like, what can I eat? Or even the, I guess the closest uh, relation would be like religion. Like, obviously, when someone right. dies, like, people start questioning their faith or they right. either dive deeper or further right. away. And so he's like, you know what? 
mm-hmm. cannibalism. Right. That's that's the thing. That's cannibalism. A, that's that's a what I want to learn. So um, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Literal meat and Great. potatoes. I'm starving. <laughs> so in 1957, a hardware store owner named Bernice went missing. Her truck was last seen leaving the store around 930 in the morning. Um, her son was also the deputy sheriff. So he entered the store around five o'clock that evening and was like, whoa, what happened? It looks like the place has been robbed. My mom's truck isn't here and there's blood. He's like, so where's my mom at? Ed was one of the last customers in the store prior to Bernice going missing. And how they know this is because I don't know if you remember, but prior to like technology with automation of like credit card receipts you would hand write somebody a receipt right right so you would write their name you would write what they bought and you would write their total and you have like their copy and your copy and you would give that to them so her son was looking at the receipt book and saw that egg Gein was in and bought antifreeze oh <clears throat> yeah smooth. right bought antifreeze and so he's like okay well I'm going to go and question Ed Gein because he was one of the last people to see my mom alive. Well, he gets to Ed's place and finds his mom's body on the farm and decapitated. And she was hanging upside down and gutted like a deer. Whoa. Um, Alexa and I just on the street from her house saw someone gutting a deer in their front yard. It was quite the experience, but let me tell you, it's, um, <laughs> Cadence was traumatized, traumatized. Guys, this is like a normal person neighborhood. It's not like we're in the country and they straight up were gutting a deer <laughs> in the front yard. And I was like, is this just, and it's like a busy four way stop. But yeah, that being said, out, it is a horrific out. scene. I can only imagine that with, when it's obviously when it's a human, it's Five thousand million billion gazillion, and whenever times it's worse. your mother, like you see your mother being oh that gutted too. like a deer. I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what the poor guy like went through. Oh and how my god, he, it's like, awful. Slept. Yeah. So the police searched his house um, and determined that there were body parts all over the house. Actually, not just from mom, uh, but from graves that he had robbed. I said body parts. Um. Wow. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry. Remind me again what year we're in or approximate age. 50s. 1957. Okay. So, so he's, he's in his He's 51 50s. right now. 51 years old because he was born in 1906. Wow. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> Keep going. So, he developed an obsession. Obviously, we talked about cannibalism and Nazism. And to be able to partake in the cannibalism, he started robbing graves. And we'll talk a little more about that here in a minute. Um, Wait, he would rob graves and eat those people? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll just wait. (laughs) So with the body parts, uh, not only did he eat them, but he made clothing. He also made fun little masks. See, um, <clears throat> I have no words. I have no words. <laughs> Actually, like for once, and I know this story, but 
when you start mm-hmm. repicturing it all over again yeah. and it's terrifying you know okay guys here's a great example halloween you see the masks you remember mm. the movies and what is so it's a uh, very um what is it called when it like you come back to earth like, like nostalgic no like, no oh, not nos- to earth? like when you come back to reality like it's very not humbling but oh. you're like these are based off of real things <laughs> yeah. like it's like oh that's a scary skin mask and it's like no that's yeah. based off of a you're real like, thing. oh that person like killed a hundred people oh okay yeah. why am i wearing that as a mask spooky season hey psl <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm not going to make you drink 17 times, friends, but some of the things... So we're going to do found, shots instead. Yeah, right. 17 shots. Uh, some of the things that they found in his home include human bones, a basket made out of human skin, mm. skin covering chair seats, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls, Bowls made from skulls, a corset made from a female torso, leggings made from leg skin, a mask made from female from a female head, Bernice's heart, so his mom's heart in a plastic bag in front of the stove. He was clearly going to eat her heart. Oh my god. Are you gonna mention the nipple belt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I'll tell you why I think that's the most fascinating. Fascinating in a negative way to clarify, but go ahead. Nine vulvas in a shoebox. A human nipple belt made from women nipples. I'm not laughing because it's funny. No, it's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. It's fucking awful. It is terrifying. Can you imagine like walking into this house and you see a belt? I mean, all of this shit, like leggings made from leg skin. Like all of it, a corset made from a female torso and then a human nipple belt made from women's nipples. Like I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. I just that's obviously a a very sensitive body part from women. And and he like carved them and like, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I mean, these were like handcrafted things. Yeah. And it's sick. They also found four noses, a pair of lips, a lampshade made from human skin. So that's why you see in a lot of like Silence of the Lambs or other mm-hmm. movie like Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the leg lamp, like that's a thing because a of Christmas him. story. That too. Is that really based off of this? Yeah. Oh, that's where that came from. My God, that is sick. That's, sick. that's like an iconic like lamp. Happy Christmas symbol. The Yeah, I know. The lamp. The yeah, leg the lamp. Leg. Yeah. Um, what? You just ruined Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. Cancel her. I'm Alexa canceled. just shit on Christmas. I know. I did. I did. I did. Um, they found a box of fingernails and a full-on suit. Full-on suit made of woman's skin. Are these all women? No. They found some men parts, but for the most part, it was women. Because he hated women, yet he was like obsessed and fascinated with women. Oh, my God. Yeah, so um, I don't know how much I, I don't know how much we need to drink, but I'm not going to make you drink 17 times. So I guess just take a big gulp. That and man, I don't know anything about like let's let's not be too insensitive, and we'll mm. just compare this to like taxidermy and mm. animals. Yeah, and but you can only imagine the smell 
of the slaughtering process. Like I think we can all imagine that that was awful, but like these things just sitting around his house once he's done it. And like, I don't know anything about leather work, but right. You know, you go into a leather shop and you smell leather. Leather has a smell and it's not necessarily a bad smell, but but it's also treated and it's cured. That's just it. dyes and chemicals and That's all that stuff. That's just it. So I can't even imagine the smell of this place. Right. They oh. say there's nothing worse than a decaying body. Like, you know, watching Forensic Files or, yeah. you know, any of those like investigative shows. Like they say that is just a smell that is identifiable and absolutely like the worst smell you also hear the stories where it's like someone has a decaying body in the basement or buried in the backyard and and like neighbors two houses down can smell it and smell it so now you have open flesh that hasn't been treated or oh anything else like i uh yeah yeah uh, yeah gross so they also found the face and head of a woman named mary oh god and we're talk- I'm guessing majority of these bodies were robbed from the grave. I'm assuming, right? Assuming, except Bernice and Mary. Now, again, that's why they say, and we'll talk a little more about the trial, but that's why they say they think Ed killed more than two people. They think it's more so like the 10 people, because we'll talk about it here in a minute. Okay. So point being, like we're also talking about like, not not that like there's a good way to skin or like a no. an ideal body to skin. I'm not saying that, but like we're also talking traumatize her. I mean, she <laughs> saw a deer being skinned and she about but shit her pants. We're, so we're, we're talking about already decayed or decaying oh, bodies already. Yeah, Ugh, I know. I, can't. I know. So they found the face and head of a woman named Mary Mary worked at a bar in the local area and ended up going missing back in 1954. So three years prior, the police were absolutely, I mean, terrified, terrified whenever they walked into Edgeen's home. And then they're like, holy shit. Like, we know Mary. Like, this is where Mary has been this entire time. So whenever they tried to talk to Ed about this particular case and about other women, Ed wouldn't tell them a lot of information. He was like, yeah, I killed Mary. Yeah, I killed Bernice. Yeah, I robbed these graves. But that's like all you need to know. Like, I'm not going to tell you anything else. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Well, I mean, what I mean, to be fair, other than maybe learning the psychology of things Mm -hmm. like that's all they need. Right. That's all they needed. But what the police also tried to do was to connect him to a lot of the other murders that had happened in the area or missing women that had happened in the area. I had read something that said there were 12 other missing women from 1954 or 1955. 12? 12. Sorry. Okay. 12 other missing women from 1954 and 1955. I don't remember. I want to say it was 1954 until the year that he gets arrested. So 1957. So in a three-year span, there were 12 other missing women that they have not found. And they didn't find their body parts or their faces or anything like that at Ed's property. But they tried to get him to say, like, yeah, I did it. This was me. Because, again, no DNA testing. So there's no way to prove who 
any of these people are. Exactly, unless you've seen their face. Or did they go back to like the cemeteries and check for like recently like fresh fresh graves? What do you mean? So like if you dig up a body, the soil right. even underneath is oh, going to be I freshly dug up. You know, I don't know if they did that, like to see if like they were replaced right. with someone or one of the missing like, people. Uh, That's smart. But no, I don't think I read you. anything about that. I, I should be a, a, a cemetery investigator. <laughs> She's going to start digging up like graves. I'm take my little shovel it, and be like, is this really her? Is this really her? I'm going to taste the soil. Fresh soil, guys. We- we got right. a serial killer on the loose. Right, we got a right, grave robber. Right. So, you know, they also had unsolved murders with similar MOs, such as like mutilated bodies or areas of the bodies that were missing or areas of the body parts that were missing. And so they kept asking him, like, just tell us, like, you're already arrested. Like, you're not going to be free. Just tell us what happened. Did you do this? And he would not talk about any of it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm Very guessing we're also probably not dealing. Well, we're clearly not dealing with a sane person, but we're also not dealing no. with a highly intelligent person. You right? know, I read something that said his IQ was pretty high. Interesting. Pretty high. Hmm. So it makes you wonder. It's like, I think he is, it's like criminals, right? They are smart criminally. I feel like so they're either on smart. one end of the spectrum or another. They're either 100%. so, they're so high on the <clears throat> spectrum that they're, again, at that genius level. Right. Excuse me, IQ. Or they're on the opposite end of things where it's, you know, they're not, they're not all there for lack of a better term. Right. 100%. And, you know, throw in the aspect of, again, we are in the 40s and the 50s. So the IQ testing, was it there? For sure. But yeah. it's not like what it is today or even 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So right. um, maybe a genius level then is a little bit different than a genius level now. So I it makes you wonder. I would have fucking genius back in those days. Right. They would have tested me like, wow, this girl. We would have been the next Nikola Tesla. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Basically. So the police had asked him why he had all of these body parts and like what he was doing with them. And he said that between 1947 and 1952, he started robbing local graveyards and he would exhume the bodies. He said that he then took the bodies home, tanned them to look more like a cognac leather color um, and then make his masterpieces or what he would call his art collection. One gross, um, that that definitely kind of shifts towards the more high higher of higher intelligence. To right. like, I mean, this was fully plotted. It's fully plotted. Fully plotted. This is not a heat of the moment thing. Fully plotted, mm-hmm. and wow, I I don't know how you go from I'm grieving. I need a hobby to I'm going to eat someone to I'm going to make them into a chair. I'm going to open a leather shop. Right. I'm going to become a fashion designer. Right. What's also scary is during this time, mom is still alive. Oh, shit. You are so. Okay. 
Okay. Mom is still okay. alive. So we don't even have the whole grieving meltdown excuse. Not for okay, the robbing of the now. graveyards. I'm with it now. For the killing, he for just the murders. He caught with the murder after mom. Right. Hmm. He got caught with okay. the murder after mom. Well, okay. Take that. Every, cut. Take everything I just said. Right. Um. Okay. No. Ex- not that that. Not that grieving is an excuse to No. Eat not and, at all. Um sculpt people but okay yeah hmm. okay continue i have questions but i'll wait <laughs> <laughs> so sheriff art schley allegedly whenever he arrested ed or sorry whenever he was interrogating ed because ed wouldn't talk he assaulted ed by grabbing his head and banging it into a wall good um right because of this his initial confession was thrown out, um, and Schley ended up dying in 1968 at the age of 43. Um, his family say that the reason why he died so early was because he was absolutely traumatized by what he had seen and the horror of Ed's crime. And this ultimately is what led him to his death. He wasn't an alcoholic. He wasn't addicted to drugs. So that didn't enhance it. He just focused on this case so much. And he hated that Ed did not talk about it and ended up dying from from all of this. Okay, one, I need more wine. And two, it wasn't a suicide, right? No, he just died of natural causes. Natural causes at... In in your forties, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, I mean, maybe stress led to health issues and so and so and so so on and so on. But how can you how can you say how can you say natural causes? Is that what how it works? Like if you die of stress, I mean, he could have had a natural causes. Yeah, he could have had like a heart attack. If you think about it, I mean, he was stressed. Yeah, but then that wouldn't a, be natural causes. That it would is be a, a natural cause. Heart like attack body, is a natural cause. Yes, because your body produces it. Like it naturally happens. I mean, is it right? No, it's wrong. It like it sucks, but it's a natural cause that your body did. It occurred for your death. Like it is a natural cause of your death. Wow, I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. I also think you can drink on antibiotics. So it's like, you know, <laughs> my medical knowledge really isn't that extensive. But when I think of natural Don't cause, ask her what else she thinks that she can do because you don't want to know. That would be a whole other episode. Right. But I, I do <clears throat> think that, well, okay, so for example, when I think of natural cause, I think like lightning strikes you and you die or like a shark eats you or like you just don't wake up. Okay, those are very far extreme of each other. <laughs> so, but if you don't wake up, that could be cause like you went into heart failure, right? In but some people just night. don't wake up because they go into like heart failure. You don't just fall asleep and fucking die. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm learning a lot. It's okay, it's I'm okay. Learning a lot. It's today. okay. You're learning. Thank That's you. all that matters. You learn something today. Yay, this is an educational yes. podcast. We're gonna add that true crime comedy educational, educational historical factual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and also, we love cereal sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so he was traumatized, you know, by what he had seen and the whole trial aspect and the evidence and everything like that. Um, ultimately Ed admitted that he killed Bernice and Mary. That was it. Um, but he pled not guilty due to insanity. He's like, I'm insane. I have something wrong with me. And there's a reason why I killed these women. 
1957, he was found unfit for trial um, and was then in and out of psychiatric institutions. So the judge was like, all right, you are clinically insane. Like for anybody to be able to do this to a person, let alone dozens of people, um, you are clinically insane. Which I I would be curious. We we should look into this for future episodes, like what the analysis for pleading insanity was like back then versus what it is now. Because we've talked about it on this podcast before that pleading insanity does not mean an easier sentence. Avoiding prison um, when you plead insanity doesn't mean that like, oh, you're going to go into like a a really nice mental facility and people are going to take it easy on you. And there have been cases where people have pled insane and they've won and they Mm -hmm. weren't necessarily and they completely regret that choice because you go into facilities where you're up against criminally insane people 100 percent, and it's not an easy it's not an easier sentence like that does not mean easier but i would be curious especially i think we've dabbled in what mental we should do an episode over that what mental facilities were like back (gasps) in the day how they've transitioned like decade by decade yes oh my god we're doing it yeah oh that gave me chills well and what they were called back in the day like insane asylums Like the abandoned one off of like, oh uh, my god, is is it off of Staten Island? There's an abandoned one that's near. Um, it's no, uh, Montauk. Are you talking about the Montauk in New York City, Uh, right off of the bay? Yeah, I I don't know what it's called. Where they did all the experiments, yeah, they like created and and it's still there. It's still there to the Montauk project. Okay, so I, but that being said, back on topic, don't distract me. This is my podcast. Um, but I would be curious what their analysis was like back in those days and what treatment meant back then. Because we kind of mm-hmm. know what it's like now. Mm-hmm. We know that it's not equal. But I'm curious if it was like if it was a lesser. Well, and they have a lot of like back in those scary days. movies about like asylum. Shutter you know? Island. <gasps> have you seen Shutter yes. Island? Oh, my oh God. My and God. what they do and what they did. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, so, yeah. Shutter Island's not that's our next accurate, short but... sinister story. Oh, we're going to do it. it. We're doing it. We're doing okay. it. Pinky promise, guys. OK, we did it. If you're watching, you saw us pinky promise. And, and if you're not, have you faith. <laughs> God works hard, but the devil works harder. Oh, my God. Sorry. That's been like my motto these days. <laughs> Why? That is a terrible motto. Because somebody please pray for her. I rebuke her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to send her back to the pits of hell where she came from. What is going on with you? Who <laughs> Guys, are you? She's about truth. to grow horns. Christians say that all the time. No, it means know, you just got to work harder gotta... for the greater good because the devil is on overtime. He gets paid like $30 okay, an Continuing. Hour. <laughs> Continuing our story. Um, Alexa canceled me. I canceled her. Um, Ed, again, admitted that he killed these women. Um, However, you know, he's in and out of these psychiatric facilities or institutions. But the year after that he that he pled not guilty, his home, as they called the House of Horrors, was destroyed by a fire. So nobody can determine how this house just magically caught on fire. But they think that Sheriff Schley, the man who died in 1968 Mm -hmm. at age of 43, 
set the house on fire that he just Why? became obsessed and was like this is evil we need to set all of this on fire it needs to burn no, down to the ground that was so much evidence they could have kept that shit for future years can you imagine can, if can, it was like open today as like um or if they would have just saved it until the 80s when dna testing came out right? and they could that that is such like Okay, so obviously yep. we all know that when DNA evidence first came out in the 80s, mm-hmm. 84, whatever it was, that you had to, you, you, it, basically you had to have a massive amounts of DNA because you, it was time. like a one and done. Yeah. yeah. If you just had like a small semen sample or something along those lines, then right. you had to just cross your fingers that everything worked out. But if you have like fucking human furniture and, attire mm. then they could have studied that shit for decades literal fucking decades oh like can you imagine God. Mm. i know so uh um, also again the smell can you imagine uh, that house set on fire and the smell that that would cause oh my God. no it would smell fucking terrible so 1968 you know officer schley died um but it was also determined that ed was able to stand trial um the prosecutors only ended up charging him with one count of murder. What? <laughs> Instead of the two, even though he said he murdered both, Bernice and Mary, um, and stated that he was insane at the time when he committed the murder. Not so murders, he was just but murder. Right. A right. It, it's like it's wild if you think about it. Like, uh, yeah. It, well, okay. Well, it's wild for two reasons. One, that you can. Grant somebody insanity. Yep. And then turn turn around and say, no, he's nope. fit to stand trial. But then right. he fully admits to that pleading he... or to, to pled guilty for to two, two murders. murders. So was it a mistrial? Well, I don't I don't know if they called it mistrial back in the 50s and 60s. But here's the thing. Both of those women's bodies were at his house. Yeah. What the he fuck? He said that he murdered both of them. Why is he only being charged with one murder, not both? I wonder if it was some sort of mistrial. Yeah, something had to have happened. Because there's no way. Right. So um, a psychiatrist testified saying that Ed ended up telling him the murder of Bernice was an accident. He said... It was an accident, but I did decide to make a nipple her. Right, right. I did decide. What? Yeah, right. Like I was going to eat her heart. I mutilated her. I mean, she was already dead, so right. might as well just you know. But still, don't let it go to day, waste. Right? Why now? All of a sudden, say, oh, you know what? Her murder was an accident. Right? What the fuck? That the murder was I you're right I didn't put the gun to her head I didn't put the knife in her chest but everything else yeah I mean I figured that's awful it's awful that's seriously awful so what he said to the psychiatrist was that he went into the store that morning he was looking to buy antifreeze and also a gun also did anyone ask why he was buying antifreeze no. probably not or a gun or why a was gun. he buying a gun at hmm. the store he bought the gun at the store. He went to load the gun, and the gun discharged and shot Bernice. In the store. In the store. Hmm. He says that he panicked, but he blacked out and does not remember taking her body back to the farm or doing 
anything <laughs> that he did to her body. Okay, and did anybody go back and uh, investigate the store to find the misfired gun? Um. So in the initial, so in her son's, mm-hmm. uh, whatever investigation, he did see that there was. Um, I want to say, okay, I read two, and I think this was on Reddit. I read one thing that said the gun was left at the store. And then I read another thing that said the gun was at the property. So he instantly knew that his mother had been shot. Either way. Either way. Either way that he knew. But there was no, like... on the receipt, the receipt only said antifreeze. The receipt didn't say the the gun. So it makes you wonder, like, okay, did he buy the antifreeze and then, like, come back and was like, oh, I actually need a gun here. Let me test it out and let me load it. Oh, yeah, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. Let right. me test it out. Yeah. In the store. <laughs> In the store. On you. Yeah. On you. Um. Yeah. No, bullshit. It is bullshit. Another thing that I read on Reddit, which I think is very, very interesting. I know we've talked about Reddit a lot and, like, you can't credit it because, well, sometimes you can. But one thing that I read is that Ed kept a journal. And in this journal, it talked about all of the bodies that he exhumed from the graveyards. And it was up to like 40 people. However, like 30 out of the 40 people, it said their name, like their headstone information, like birth date, death date, you know, whatever. And the other 10 people... They never found like a headstone for these people. So again, back to he is assumed to have killed more than two people. So more of like 12 people. So we're assuming those people are people he murdered that just no no families went. Or are we assuming that these we're are assuming they are part of the 12 missing women in right. that three years span? Okay. So, again, you can't credit Reddit, but it makes sense if you think about it. There were 12 women that had gone missing in a three-year period. And there were 10 other. And he particularly did. He did have a couple of men here and there. But particularly, it was women. So, it makes you wonder. It's like, who were these other 10 women that were listed in this journal that did not have headstones? Also, as far as the journal goes... Did you Google if a journal exists? I did. And Good. I couldn't you find. You did your research. <laughs> I did my work. I did my work. Um, at the end of the day, I couldn't find proof of this journal. I couldn't find proof that this was factual. Okay. But what I did find was that one of the officer's testimonies did say whenever they searched the home, they found a leather journal. Shut the fuck up. I'm he not He had kidding. a leather bound journal. <laughs> Yes. And it wasn't um, calf leather. It was human leather. I was going to assume pig, but now that you put it that way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, again, I can't say that this is real, that it's not real. I think it's very, very fitting for the story. Whether it isn't real or not, I think it's very fitting for the story because... At the end of the day, he was obsessed. He was obsessed with women. He was obsessed with cannibalism, Nazism. I don't know how that plays a part into any of this because they didn't find like any swastikas or anything like that. Well, did Nazis and do cannibal stuff? 
I mean, if you think about like the Holocaust stuff, they did all this, you know, scientific experiments and stuff like that. But I don't think they ate people. I think they were just torturing people. Right. So, no, I don't think they partook in cannibalism. So I don't know how those two coincided. But I truly think it's fitting. For sure. Yeah. So, um... Ending of the story, he was found guilty November 14th, um, but then found not guilty by reason of insanity during his second trial. Um, he, yep, he spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. They did say, okay, well, you know what? Because you aren't guilty of this, we don't trust that you can be safe out in society by yourself. Um, and you are a harm to other people. So you will spend the rest of your life in a mental hospital. Um, and he ended up dying July 26, 1984 at the age of 77 due to lung cancer. He died the same year DNA testing came out, which not that it would have mattered since right. all the evidence was because everything was destroyed down in 1968. Oh, my God. OK, wait. How, okay, so he would have been in his 80s when he died? 77. 77? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Holy shit is right. Okay, and the more I think about this, I know we already touched on it, but I'm like, we've got to do this episode over how uh, pleading oh, yeah. insanity yeah, yeah, has yeah, evolved yeah, over yeah, the yeah, years yeah, yeah, because yeah, that yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. Okay, and if anybody else is listening, don't take the idea. Like, don't we're, do we're it. claiming it. We are. I'm going to buy a copyright for it, so just yeah, don't. we're trademarking it right now. <laughs> trademarking it. <laughs> Don't take that idea. It's brilliant. We're brilliant. That, um, hmm. So how long was he incarcerated before he died? Uh, 30 years. Jesus Christ. No interviews or anything? No. (gasps) So he did talk to like the medical staff, right? But he never said that he murdered any more than those two women ever. Like his story never changed. It did say that people thought that whenever he was talking about like mutilating the bodies that he would get like excited and giddy and stuff like that. But it also, but on another aspect, it also said that he was very, very standoffish and very shy. Like if you think about it, he's never had a social life ever. No. So he couldn't like was really talk to people. Yeah. He couldn't talk to people. He was like terrified. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like, can you imagine? No. And it's such a shame because yeah. to be incarcerated that long and not get to study someone or it. And, but right. OK, but he was in mental facilities that whole time. He was in a prison um, or a jail until he was sentenced to a mental facility. So, so in 19, no like psychology, psychiatry <clears throat> reports or anything has come out. Not that I found uh, during that time. Man. I did see like questionnaires or whatever, but I couldn't actually find like an actual report. What like a I shame. wonder, I know. And one thing that I looked was like, did they like study his brain? Like, right. What, like what happened as a result of this? And again, we're in the eighties. So you would think that they would have like some sort of report, but I couldn't find anything. Weird. Literally nothing other than like interviews. And again, some of these interviews that I found were on Reddit. So it's like, yeah. how do you know if these are like credible? You can't find legit like health documents that say like 
this psychiatric facility with Edward Gain. Yeah. Like, you don't see any of that. Well, and two, it was probably, I mean, at the time, <clears throat> I'm sure it was so highly publicized. 100%. And obviously, he's, I would say, if not the most influential person as far as pop pop culture goes with for horror movies, horror movies yeah. and books and everything else that it probably is. A, and, and he was born in the early 1900s that it's like, it's 100%. probably so hard to find what's, what's fact and what's told through well, the years. And all of the evidence was destroyed. And the evidence was destroyed. And even that, that's a weird thing. Like with the, the investigator like they dying. Left it in the house and then they just decided to. And again, it's not factual that he burned the place to the ground. It's just rumored. But it makes you wonder. Yeah. Why didn't they collect the evidence? I, maybe they were terrified. I don't know. They're like, we don't want to keep that shit in the police department. I don't know. They kept it in the home. I think it did say that they had some of the evidence, but they didn't keep all the body parts because they were traumatized. They yeah. were terrified. Well, and it's like a whole fucking house shrine, full. like fucking chairs made of skin. Have like, you looked up the pictures? I have. I was going to say, I've looked up the pictures. Wow. I think that's why I'm most freaked out about the nipple belt is because I've seen the pictures <laughs> of it. Right. And I'm like, again, we're talking like handcrafted. 100%. Sorry, trigger warning. Yeah, if you haven't you probably Googled should it, a trigger you, warning. you should. I mean, we did in the beginning, the yeah. disclaimer, and but, you know how we are, but <laughs> definitely but Google it. If you can stomach that kind of stuff, they do have pictures, and it is yeah. it is horrific. It really is. Like, honestly, of the movies that I've seen, they don't do it justice. Oh, they, they could have gone at all. They could have gone way gone more intense. Way more intense. I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is closest. probably the closest, closest. because... Of the mask, you know, that he puts on of like the victims right. and the skin that's hanging, you know, in his shed or in his barn or whatever. That's the closest. I think if Bates Motel is a great show that was on A&E, um, it's about Norman Bates and his mom. Mm -hmm. And he has this obsessive relationship with his mom. But he ends up like, I'm not going to give it away for people who haven't seen it, but he ends up like disconnecting with his mom. But he is also a serial killer. But mom is like covering for him during this time. And so you kind of see that dynamic and that relationship. And so that comes from the story as well. There's so many movies and so many shows that are written off of Ed Gein because it is just so fascinating. But we also got to talk about the cannibal of uh, Zombiche that we talked about from mm -hmm. fucking Ukraine or where, yeah. wherever. Is that where he was from? Ukraine or somewhere over there? Um <laughs> Somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Somewhere across the pond, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to talk about him because he was before Ed Gein. And he was a cannibal. Okay, and but he... not just that. Like, even like Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, my God. The, the, uh, Leonardo Canchuli. Yes. Like, there are so Guys. many cannibals. And it's weird. It is so weird. What is the fascination with cannibalism. That's well, have you ever tried it? We should do. Fuck you. No. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Shut up. You're, she's so dumb. Sick. She can't even see a deer being skinned and she wants to talk about fucking cannibalism <laughs> and that she's eating human skin. Shut the fuck up. Okay. We've all eaten our scabs. It's fine. <laughs> okay, maybe like tasted our own blood or like licked it to stop it from bleeding, but not like... Sick. Ew, you're sick. Okay, sorry, we She's had to sick. we had to throw in the dark the, the comedy <laughs> aspect of the podcast. I don't actually feel that way. But no, cannibalism, well, 
Cannibalism, well, <laughs> I'm going to be a historian wool. for a second. Wool. Wool. Well, listen, wool. Um, <laughs> too much wine. Too much wine, not enough food. The point being yes. is that it, it's obviously a very tribal thing. Like 100%. that that goes back like way back the in the day. But part of my Native American heritage, they were cannibals. So <laughs> they were moving out of view. Um, <clears throat> that's fucked up. But also you gotta do what you got to do. I we should do another idea for a short sinister story is the history of cannibalism. That's what I just said. No, it was my idea. No, I fucking hit you. And I said, <laughs> we also need to do a short sinister story on cannibalism. She just ignored me. It I just in said one it. Ear and out no, I actually heard it. In just, one mic and out the other. I just wanted to say it in a better way. <laughs> Anyway, guys, that is the story of Ed Gein. I could have told so much more, so much more, but you get the gist of it. Like at the end of the day, he was obsessed with his mom, hated his mom, obsessed with women, hated women, obsessed with cannibalism, loved cannibalism, and at the end of the day, like mutilated dozens of bodies, dozens of bodies. At the end and of the day, don't trust a mama's boy. And was Moral found of the not story. guilty. That, that fucking hates me. I was Wild. actually getting like very passionately upset right. by the, we're, we're going to throw it out. <laughs> he's actually, he's stable. He's not. He's this. He's that. And, but and the burning about, of the evidence. I know. The burning of the evidence I, is hard. I really like to think that somehow ed or one of his insiders did that because honestly if that was on the cop that infuriates me and i don't want to speak ill of this guy like he was clearly very much like traumatized traumatized and i get it and wanting to to nail this guy but that is such a a injustice in the story it is it's an injustice but it makes you wonder like this guy was probably religious and if you think about religious people how do you get rid of evil well you got to burn it away so that's probably what he was thinking if he did do it he had to burn it down to the ground in order to get rid of this evil Mm. so but I know it's wild. Man. It's wild. It's wild. Can you imagine if the nipple belt was in like a museum or like if his house was Sick. like a museum called House of Horrors? People would fucking go to that. It's like uh, that Black Mirror episode. Right. Where oh my I'm God, pretty sure. Show. Oh, wait. It was a museum. <gasps> okay. The name of the museum was something like House of Horrors. Right. And they had all the fucked up shit in it. Yeah. You think they would put that in a museum? 100%. Mm, I don't know because that I might be like would. a cadence, not a HIPAA violation, but like a. <clears throat> I, I mean, it could have been a HIPAA violation nowadays, but I well, think, I think, I think they would. I think they would. If it isn't here in the U.S., it would definitely be going over to Europe, one hundred percent. Oh, that would be sick. Look at like the catacombs. There's millions of skulls and bodies. I want to go to the catacombs. So you've been? No, I want to. Let's go. I know. Okay, we were going to go whenever we were in. Speaking of that, we have a Patreon. If you would like to sponsor (laughs) a trip to the the catacombs, catacombs. (laughs) we will record it. We will do a full-on episode. You know how to sponsor us to go to the catacombs? Do it. Yes. Uh, Wow, great story, right? And that's a story I feel like I know pretty through and through. Very Mm -hmm. rarely do I like Mm -hmm. retain information. It's a real problem. She really doesn't retain anything. But she has CRS syndrome. Can't remember shit. What is? Oh, (laughs) I'm just 
was getting ready to ask, what does that stand for? <laughs> Actually, I should say she has CCRS syndrome. Cadence can't remember shit. <laughs> Well, guys, I made an appreciation post about Alexa today, and I'm going to immediately delete it after this podcast, but it's fine. Fuck me, right? <laughs> um, okay, but no. Back to what I was saying. It's a fascinating story, mm, but I, I do think this is one of the rare occasions where the the pop culture fascination with the guy, like, oh, obviously, sure. it's a very fascinating story, but it's so crazy. And listen, I say dress up whatever you want. I'm not a very politically correct person. And I see Halloween as a very comedic, but also do whatever the fuck you want. We're not going to get into that, but right. it, it, it does kind of fascinate me when you see things related to people like Ed Gein 100%. in at like spirit Halloween. 100%. And you're like, Oh, but what's so like, obviously screams, not real. Mike Myers isn't real. Um, it isn't real, but you see an Ed Gein related costume and you're like, that was Whoa. fucking real. Whoa. That's not like, no. that's not fiction. Or like that's very real. And okay, well, that's debatable. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Well, for my own mental stability, it's We're not, not real. Going there. Okay. I said continue. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Ed Gein has always been that person and people that's are reminded like fascinated me. with it and they yes. want to dress up at and yeah, for sure. Ed but they Gein, might not even know the story of Ed Gein, to be that, honest. That's okay. Let's fair. Put the innocence fair, into that, into fair. That. Yeah. But he has always been a reminder to me every Halloween that this Texas is based on real basket? shit. Yeah, 100%. It's based on real shit. Yeah. And that's where we come in and say, even though it's a comedic podcast, we're very sympathetic, blah, 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 blah. Be, and be, now be, we be, are be. historians. We also didn't give a disclaimer, don't drink under 21. But <laughs> I mean, that's Sorry. I'm just all. remembering all of my regrets this episode. It's okay. We don't have to tell people what to do. And yeah, not you know to what? You know life. what, guys? Fuck off. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast in Alexa's. Yeah, right. Sometimes. Who? Well. I actually right. got kind of heated during some of those. I know. Calm the fuck down. Anyway, we are going to end this episode. So thank you guys to our patrons, our patrons, uh, thank patrons. you, patrons. Thank you for supporting us to uh, to go to the podcast movement. For oh those of God, you that donated, guys. like you are great. Like you're really great. Thank you for those local that come to our trivia nights. Yes, um, we have a lot of upcoming events. I mean, it is spooky season, so we have more trivia nights. We're thinking about like throwing a huge like Halloween party here soon. So at Alexa's house, it's going to be a rager. not at my fucking house. But anyway, um, so again, thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, we apologize that we were out for a week, but here we are with a banger with Ed Gein. So. Yeah, with a banger and also these banger mics. Yeah, we so are professionals. We did meet Sure. These are Sure mics. Shout out to them. We're not sponsored or anything, but no. we. one thing we learned at the podcast movement, I'll say this really quick, is that, hello, what we do is an audio. So why not... Right. We we have been so focused on improving content that we kind of forgot that the whole point of podcasting that was for you guys to listen. Sounded like shit. Yeah. So <laughs> guys, we haven't ignored you. We understand. It's a learning process, but it is. It is. We are learning and hopefully improving. I have so been looking forward to recording this because 100%. it's like it's a game changer. We've also oh switched God, yeah. podcasting platforms, which is hopefully going to be huge for us. We don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but we just want what's best for something sinister 
Yeah. So learning lots of really cool shit overall to just improve the listening experience and the content experience for you guys. So again, I want to second thank you for everyone who sent us to podcast movement. Very much appreciated. Appreciated. We're making a heart for people that are just listening. (laughs) We're cute. All right. Um, Please continue to go on to something sinister podcast.com. We've got merch. Uh, we are going to continue to improve. We don't really have an excuse to ask for money at this point, except to just continuously improve. Right. And uh, stay tuned for October. October is going to be a huge month. It is. It's going to be huge. It's if you have ideas, anniversary let us know. Up. Yeah. One year. On Holy Halloween. Shit. Feels like a decade. Okay. So uh, to end it, as always, stay sinister. Bye.